So, hello and welcome. My name is Steve Nabell, and today I'm speaking with Denitza Appeline on being a change maker. <clears throat> Denitza is a coach, healer, trainer, spiritual teacher, intuitive, motivational speaker, author, poet, baker, and entrepreneur, and she's the creator of the Change Maker program. Her website is denitzaappeline.com, and there'll be a link going out with this podcast. Morning, Denitza. Good morning, Steve. How are you doing? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. It's a great subject, you know, being a change maker. I guess me and you are change makers, are we? Well, I, I, can't, I guess we are. But it, being a change maker is quite an interesting thing, and how we define it is quite interesting because people assume that being a change maker means that you must have a big following or that, you know, you are a, a coach or a speaker or, you know, a, a writer or something. And actually, for me, the, the the greatest courage actually can come from people who are being a change maker with an audience of one, yeah. where they are speaking to a member of their family who disagrees with them, mm. or where they are speaking to a work colleague, or even someone on the on the bus when they're on their way to work, and and actually that for me is is where the work begins. It's mm. about how do we take what we know to be true about the world and share it with those who actually will probably be be the most critical, and that's our, our friends and loved ones. Um, so, yeah, so, so yes, we, we may well be change makers, but I think anybody who is willing to stand up, uh, even to one person, and to share their truth is a change maker. Right. So you don't have to be on a kind of spiritual teaching journey as such. You could be on a journey of just bringing more love into your family or work environment. Absolutely. And and looking at what you see happening in the world and starting conversations about what that is and what that means and about the choices that, that you might make in your life that perhaps the people around you might not choose to make for themselves. Maybe yeah. because you have had your eyes opened about something. Maybe because you've done some research on something. Maybe because you have a gut feeling that something that everybody else around you is doing isn't something that you would like to see happen in your life for whatever reason. And that you're just going with it. And mm. um, that, that for me, that, 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 that's being a change maker in action and it takes a huge amount of courage and it doesn't require being spiritual. It requires being curious and interested in the world and wanting to be the change, literally, in your own way, whatever that way might be. So is a definition wanting to make the world a better place? I think that underpins what change makers, what we do as change makers, yes. So de- it, it's part of a definition because I think... It's one thing wanting to to be the change, but it's another thing actually taking action and doing it. Um, for me, it's that leap actually of being willing to start to take action um, because it's the inaction um, and the silence where we don't speak that I think results in some of the things that we see happening in the world that we would wish to change. Well, there's so many issues in our world, isn't there, that really probably needs a bit of change for anything from, uh, you know, politics, health, money, work, relationships, any of these areas are, are up for change, aren't they? So a change maker can be about anything. Mm, absolutely. And I, 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 one of my interesting, I've, I've, in my own journey, been, if you like, a change maker or, or explored subjects that people are unused to talking about or find difficult to talk about in, in several different areas. And for me, one of the, the most interesting ones that I think applies to everybody is one about sugar, about cane sugar. And I made a conscious decision to not give my son, who is now serving cane sugar from when he was born, and uh, I, I did that for health reasons, not because of any particular issue or, or as such, um, but I could tell it didn't agree with me. 
and I, I knew instinctively that therefore there's something that's the matter with it and subsequently I've done research and found of course all the stuff that we now know about how it's in it's some people say five some people say eight times more addictive than cocaine and mm. um, depending on which which findings you're looking at uh, it causes a, a huge number of health issues but we've made it normal mm. and this is one of the, the the invitations of being a change maker it's about saying actually what have we made normal in the world mm. that we know inherently actually causes harm and mm. uh, how do we change that normal? Because that's where the, that's where the challenge is. It's about how are we how do we go against what's normal and be the ones who are willing to stand up. And what's been really interesting in going through the journey of doing that and communicating to my friends when my son is with them and saying, you know, I don't give him cane sugar. And you know, for some people they think, you know, that's a bit weird. Mm. But okay, do that because that's what you're doing with your child. Through to people going, and I regularly get this. I, I had done what you'd done. I wish I had done you know done made that that decision because mm. most everybody knows that it's wrong mm. for the body mm. and if i don't give my child sweet treats i give him um i accidentally started a cake company because of it because i'm making cakes and sweet treats and i just use other sugars like coconut sugar and fruit purees and so on but it, it because there are ways of us being able to do what we love to do but it's about changing what's normal I guess there's a lot of people that want to make a change in an area. They've got to, kind of, you know, this is an area I feel passionate about, but I'm scared. You know, I don't know if I can speak out. People don't like it. I don't know what to do about it. These are some of the challenges, aren't they, about being a change maker? Absolutely. And um, I don't know about you, Stephen, whether you've had moments like this in your life, but I've had countless times when I thought, actually, I really want to say something about it because this doesn't feel right. And thought, I'm not going to say anything at all. And, and stayed silent. And there are several different um, perspectives, actually, that, that come out of psychology um, and the work of particularly social psychologists that are fascinated by this. And one of them is, is about bystander apathy, that, that phenomenon that happens where we, we will watch somebody being victimized or someone experiencing something that isn't, isn't a, a positive for them. Mm. And we, remain, we, we won't do anything about it. And what's interesting is that we think it's because, from, from the phrase bystander apathy, we think it's because people are apathetic. But actually, it isn't that. In fact, quite, quite far from it. People, t people care. And what, what the research shows is that actually people, when they see situations where, um, where somebody's in need of help, that they deeply want to be able to help, but something will stop them from actually... Yeah, and and it, 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 we do care as human beings. We do innately care. Um, you know, there are other there are other issues like the spiral of silence, which which is a concept that talks about how we are desperate as human beings not to feel isolated. We don't want to feel like we are apart from our loved ones, and we will do anything to ensure that we don't feel isolated. Why we stay silent on issues and subjects that that we would wish to speak about, and there are others who who may listen to this who think, you know, oh, I can't focus on the difficult things that are happening in the world because of the law of attraction. And there's a myth about the law of attraction that says, you know, we 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 aren't supposed to talk about the things that, um, are, are, if you like, negative that we might label as, as as negative in the world because it will create more of it. And actually, that's not what creates more of it. What creates more of it is our fear. And our refusal to look at it, because then it falls into the shadow of, of the world of creation and is created anyway, driven by our fears. Mm. And actually, um, inspired by the work of Carl Jung and others, if, if we actually look at that shadow, but from a place of absolute peacefulness, from not feeling afraid and say, but this is what I see, 
then then that that literally that's shining a light on the shadow. The shadow can't exist in that light. It is gone. So from a law of attraction perspective, if we're able to come to a point of of feeling at peace with what we're sharing and sharing it from a place of complete presence and being in our truth, no matter what anybody else might say, that is the point at which we see change happen. That's where we're not creating more of the same. And and also part of that is about also inviting people when we talk about the challenges, inviting them to think about what the alternatives are. And say, but this is you know, this is what can be done instead. Mm. And giving people that that vision. That's great. I know. I know. Uh, for myself, I spent about 15 years in the mind, body, spirit world, and then I came out, and I feel I wanted to speak out on a number of issues that I'd never given voice to. So I created this Facebook group called Conscious Media, where I started mm-hmm. processing. But really, uh, part of it I realized was for myself processing what I felt because I hadn't really ever given voice to these things, and people were kind of po- you know sending messages back going, "I don't like this group," or "This is so negative," focusing on the negative. But really, actually, my my ex- three or four years of doing this, it's helped process a lot of difficult emotions around difficult areas rather than just turn my back and go I don't want to look at it because it's negative I've actually processed so I've come to a place of neutrality or peace and that doesn't mean I'm not going to do anything because I guess if you come to a place of peace it doesn't mean that you're not going to do anything about it is it no absolutely it that that feeling of neutrality which you so beautifully described and I, I'm a member as you know of, of the, the conscious media group and you know I'm always interested in seeing what what people will post and people post messages of hope too yeah and that that's that's the bit that gets overlooked when we start to talk about challenges and that that's what it's about it's about saying hey this is where we're at and actually where do we want to go um that that feels positive but that that neutrality that peace that for me is it's it's about being able to have the difficult conversations without having a reaction without feeling like anything that someone might say that's critical that's a criticism perhaps of you of you or what choices you'll make that you don't take it personally that you accept that the person is where they're at that that you continue to love them anyway that you accept that you're where you're at and it enables you to state your truth in a way that that means that it's not an argument there's no arguing it's the moment something descends into an argument the whole conversation is lost the whole opportunity for growth and expansion is lost so it's about coming to that and it's taken me years steve i don't know about you yeah but it's taken me a long time to come to that place of neutrality because i, I the things that i talk about i've talked about on my own and yeah. um, with a few people around me that i could practice this with and that's that's actually why i wanted to develop this program because i wanted to share what I wish I had known to help speed up my my journey to being able to to be very comfortable now talking about the things that other people don't always want to talk about. So, what would you say, Denise, about uh, someone who's living in a, I know in a family that doesn't really get them, or or in an area where they're kind of not really open to to their kind of message? What kind of advice would you give someone like that? So, so the the very first thing is always to come back to yourself to listen to yourself so first of all listen to um what feels uncomfortable to you mm. listen to what your intuition is saying listen also to all those times when you know you could say something but you're afraid to speak start to listen to your inner um into your inner voice that tells you when to stay silent and notice how you feel listen to your feelings notice all of that and start to almost like observe the, the life that you find yourself in, observe the conversations that you're having, observe the relationships you're having. And then find an avenue that feels comfortable and safe for you. So find 
a person that may not be in your immediate family, but somebody else, it may be a stranger actually, where you can just start to, you know, you might strike up a conversation with someone on the bus day and, you know, start to practice saying things to people who are not in your immediate family and say, you know, but this is, this is how I feel about this or this is my experience of this. And the way to do it is to do it with a tone that isn't an apology, that isn't, that doesn't, doesn't contain all your nervousness about sharing it, that's literally just a statement. So an example, you know, in, in, in my life, um, and this is, this is a personal choice, this program is not about people choosing um, to think one way or another, but in my own experience, one of the things that I've worked with is vaccination. So I have vaccine damage, I haven't vaccinated my son, I've done an incredible amount of research into vaccination, made that choice for myself and respect that other people make the best choice for them and their families. And for me, moving from that place of, you know, when people, when doctors would say, you know, you haven't vaccinated your child, I, I would bumble and just be like, yeah, yeah, you know, and, um, and, and be very kind of nervous about speaking to them. That invites a difficult conversation, whereas now I just say matter-of-factly, I'm a non-vaccinating parent or I have vaccine damage and vaccination isn't advised for my son. And, and I say it as a, as a statement and then I pause. And I don't. And and what happens when you when you come from that place where you say a statement rather than an apology? Your energy is completely different. And what happens is, as long as you stay in that space and you pause, don't follow it up with anything. Just listen and wait for the other person's response. And I have found that every time I've approached a conversation from that place, there's the, in that pause that happens after you've said, "This is my truth." Happens in that pause is that. People start to go, oh, all right, okay, because they don't feel they can argue with you because you're strong. Your energy of how you said it is strong. And so it, I find it actually puts people on the backwards a little bit because they, they're not used to having somebody talk about something like that in, in a positive and, and present and strong way. So I would say practice with other people first. Practice making statements about what you believe in a very respectful way, not shouting, just, gem just making a statement as though you're saying, this is my truth. I, I would consider myself a ch change maker of sorts and um, but if I'm at a party or if I'm with family or whatever I, I, I kind of don't talk about my that side of me I just talk you know I'm there for different reasons but if somebody's interested of course I will talk about it but I had a friend um, a few years ago who no matter what the setting would go in and just tell everyone about her work as a spiritual teacher and I, I used to feel mildly embarrassed about this you know because they weren't asking but they would just get the delivery you know so that and I kind of admired her courage but at the same time I thought it's not totally appropriate do you see what so it's the other end isn't it what well, someone's kind of just telling the world in every situation about what they're doing what about that kind of situation I mean I, I felt like um, I never did tell her actually to tone it down because I didn't feel that she wanted to hear it but um, what would you say to someone like that that's a great example, Steve, and thank you for the, for asking me that. That's a brilliant example of what can happen actually when we go to the other extreme. Yeah. Because actually, I think I think when we when we go to that place of just um, just talking about everything that we believe in that way, wherever we find ourselves with whoever people we find ourselves with, that that can cause a people can just stop listening. People might be interested, but I think people stop listening. Every every point of learning is or, or growth is something we have to choose to be part of. And if somebody is forcing us to do it or making us feel like we have to, then that will not. We don't feel safe. 
we don't feel that our beliefs are being threatened our values are being challenged and that that immediately it actually will shut down what goes on in the brain in terms of the brain trying to learn and because the brain won't feel safe you won't as a person feel safe so you won't actually hear the message at all so it and and this this for me is something that's really quite interesting that comes out of the coaching arena as well it's that you know, we, we can't coach people unless they're willing to be coached, unless they invite us into that space to do so. And, you know, you'll, you'll know this is a coach yourself, Steve. Yeah. And actually, when, when I talked about listening earlier, when we listen, it's not just about listening to ourselves, it's about listening to others and noticing what they're talking about, noticing about when it might be appropriate to, to share things. So I found myself, for example, at um, a, 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 a wonderful friend's birthday party last week, actually, and um, she's a homeopath, and um, and and it was really interesting because a lot of her friends actually don't don't sit on the spectrum of beliefs that she does because she's known them for a long, long time, and they were there, and we ended up having this conversation. And and I noticed that I had waited until there was a moment at which um, the subject of vaccination did did come up in this particular um, party, and I waited until there was a moment at which people were asking a question. Or, or making a statement that said, but I, you know, so, and it might be a statement, someone might say, oh, I don't know why, why people would do that. And, and in that, in that statement, what they're actually saying is there's a question in it. And at that point, I would say, actually, I found myself in this situation, this is what I found. And so for me, it's all, there's always got to be an invitation, there's always got to be a point of reference or relevance to a conversation, because people are then ready and willing to hear it. Um, we make, I make, um, and I'm in the process of making a series of videos about things that I, I think don't get talked about very much. So actually, I'm going to turn into that person of sharing um, uh, bits of, of knowledge that I've come across, um, some of which will be controversial. Hmm. And, but, and, you know, and I'll post those on social media. But that, that's different because that's an invitation for people to see if they're interested. But I'm not forcing anyone to watch them. I'm not forcing anyone to hear what I might have to say. I'm just putting it out there, and the people who want to hear it will hear it. Yeah. So it's that's a great that. point. Invitation, point of reference, very important points. You know, if you're going to bring up something, is there an invitation, and is there a, is there is it re- relevant to what's been yeah. talked already? Uh, yeah. And yes, definitely. If you're if you're kind of doing videos, that's an invitation as well. People will will want to see them, and some might not. But it's up to them. You're not forcing them to watch it. Now, let me ask you, Denitza, you've got this program, Being a Changemaker. Can you say, you know, something about the program, how it's structured, how it's being rolled out, who's it for? Thanks, Steve. I, um, yeah, I wanted, as I mentioned, I, I wanted to put together something because I, I find, I speak to people all the time, people who are so knowledgeable, who still say, oh, but I can't really talk about that, and I can't really talk about this, and I can't really talk about that. And actually what intrigues me the most is that, is that I'll hear that often from people who actually have a huge following, People who are afraid to tackle some of the big issues in the world because they're afraid that they will lose their followers or that they will lose their clients um, for speaking about the things that they know matter in the world based on what they see. And at the same time as that, you know, speaking to people who, you know, just are afraid to speak to their families and tell their families, um, you know, what decisions they've taken because of what their families might say and and I'm a really big believer in it. Marianne Williamson um, wrote the piece that's been turned into a poem, Inspirations. And it talks about, you know, when we speak, we give permission for others to do the same. Mm. When we shine our light, we give others permission to do the same. Mm. And so I wanted to put together something where I shared what, my, what I'd learned, actually, about why we don't speak 
and about my experiences, especially my early experiences of how difficult I first found it, but actually what made it easy and what helped me overcome that that fear of speaking. And I'm really interested in the psychology behind it. So it's a program that explores the psychology behind why we don't speak and, and what helps us to speak. But also I'm really interested in science. Hmm. And when I first went to uni, it was to study pharmacy. I never, never completed my degree then. But my, my interest in science has never gone away. And I'm really interested by how, how um, scientific data is now used as a way of presenting truth. And, and actually, the way that science is now bought and paid for by those with vested interests of, in presenting a certain truth mean that actually how we, re- how, how we see information is actually often completely inaccurate. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that. And I'm actually fascinated by like, the statistics behind how statistics work and how statistics are used and, and changed and altered and manipulated. Um, you know, and, and it might sound a bit dull to people who think, oh, maths, oh, that's yeah. actually... Oh, you know, like looking at it, I think it's actually really interesting when you get to see what that actually really looks like. Mm. I think it's really eye-opening. So I wanted to share like the, the bits that fascinated me from all of that and put it together in a way that really helps people, you know, to, to start to talk about the things that matter to them. You know, and I've, I've experienced, you know, and, and I don't, I'm sure you've had this too, Steve, in your time as a change maker, you know, but I've had everything from, you know, people questioning me right through to people trolling me you know, and knowing what that's like and what, what that feels like and how to deal with it. Mm. So I wanted to share my experience from across the spectrum, but it also including what I found really works and how good it can feel when you're able to approach sharing what you want to share positively and how freeing that is mm. and how empowering it is and how strengthening it is. So, so what I've done is it's just a four-week program. Um, and it, they're 90-minute sessions, 90 minutes um, every week. And there's a video for the first for each of the first three weeks where I talk about um, some of the areas um, that we're exploring. And then the fourth week, the final week, is a live Q&A. Mm-hmm. And that Q&A is to basically for everyone to bring all the questions that they, they, they've thought about. And in between, I'm going to invite everybody. There'll be a Facebook group so people can support each other. But I'm also inviting people to... Um, have an, have practice while they're doing the program and actually start to practice in small ways or even big ways if they want to, sharing some of those things and seeing what works for them and what doesn't in a way that's supported by the people in the Facebook group and by all of us together. Because um, it's mm. it's hard to stand up for our world. Mm. Totally, totally. Well, um, I'm going to put a link out with this podcast about that Changemaker program, so do watch out for that. And Anitza, thank you so much. Uh, are you going to, uh, th- I think you're going to end with a little meditation for our listeners. I am, Steve. Thank you. And there's one other thing, if I can just add as well. Yeah. For me, there's a thing, because I find that some change makers are people who have an audience of one and some people are, are, have an audience of, of you know, 10,000. Mm. I, I wanted to make this, for me, is about making it as accessible as possible. So there are actually a range of different um, uh, price points for the program because I wanted I wanted money to not be a barrier for people who wanted to find their voice. Mm. But I also wanted to reflect that, you know, some people um, are able to give more and some people aren't able to, to give as much. So I wanted to make it as easy as possible for people to do no matter what their background is. Because mm. um, for me, it's about people being helped from where they're at. Wonderful. Okay. Well, do watch out for this uh, program. It's, it looks really fab actually on the website. So, uh, And there's an introduction uh, video with Denny. So you get to see see her speaking about this as well 
thank you very much, Steve. So, meditation time. So, I'm going to invite you to just get comfortable where you are, whether you're sitting up or lying down. Allow yourself to relax. Give your limbs a little shake. Make sure they're positioned exactly how you'd like them to be so that you're comfortable. And then close your eyes and start to breathe. As you breathe, allow your stomach to fill with air, feeling a flow of life through all of you, through every cell, through every sinew, through every part of your energy field. Feel yourself completely connected to our beautiful planet, to the very core of the planet Earth. and feel connected at the same time to the whole cosmos. Bring your awareness to your heart and allow yourself to breathe deeply there. As you breathe, allow yourself to be filled with a light, a pure white light of unconditional love that completely cleanses you of anything that you need to release. That grounds you It rejuvenates you as you breathe. There is a point just above your heart. Some call it the higher heart. In the physical body, it corresponds with the thymus gland in the middle of the breastbone. This is a point of connection, a connection to your health through the thymus glands in the immune system. And it's also a connection to all of time and every experience you've ever had, every thought, every action, every feeling can be found here in this point. Allow yourself to see a sphere of light in your thymus gland. 
contained within it experiences that you've had of seeing injustices, of seeing challenges, of hearing people speak about difficult issues where you have stayed silent. And they may be from this lifetime, you may be aware of situations from other lifetimes. But we're going to come to these and heal them. This journey is about releasing any guilt that you might feel. Knowing that you've always done your very best with what you have in any one moment. So allow yourself to notice those times. Those times when you've been afraid to speak, afraid to share your truth. And allow yourself to look at these experiences and these times and to forgive yourself. Know that you've always done the very best you can. Accept that it's okay that you have felt scared. And welcome that this is maybe part of the journey. But maybe we don't know how wonderful it is to speak truth until we know what it's like to not. Maybe this is part of the journey towards the exhilaration and freedom you will feel when you come to feel comfortable talking about the things that matter to you. So imagine yourself going to each of these situations and these experiences And offering forgiveness to that part of you that was afraid to speak. Offering unconditional love. Holding and caring and nurturing that part of you. Also offer thanks to that, those parts of you in those experiences for trying to do their work to keep you safe and remind those parts of you that you know now that you are safe always and that it's time to find a new way Welcome onto the next leg of your journey as a change maker. If you would like to, or you or they may choose to remain where they are, but feeling at peace now. 
now ask yourself, with what you know now, what would you have said or done differently in all of those times that you know is a learning, a positive reflection that you can take forward? Remember, sometimes we have to not act in order to learn how it is that we will act. So see these as positive experiences and positive reflections and positive meaning for your next steps. Feel that sphere with unconditional love and know that what has happened in those times is now complete and doesn't need to be revisited anymore. And feel it completely healed. And allow that sphere very gently become smaller and smaller and smaller until it just pops out into the air and is gone. And now bring yourself back to your heart. And just for a moment, think about a situation that you know matters to you, that you want to talk about. And ask your heart to show you, for you to feel how you can say what you would like to say in a way that's positive, in a way that makes you feel strong and present. Free from worry about how anyone else might react. With a freedom for you when you state your truth. How do you look? And how do you sound? And what words are you using? And what tone of voice are you using and how are you sharing truth? That makes it comfortable for you to share and comfortable for others to hear, even if they don't agree. How are you showing up as powerful? that you can be like this in every situation but use this as an invitation to think about how you can share that piece of knowledge or share your truth positively and you might be able to think of someone with whom you can now practice doing this 
de cachorro. Bring your awareness back to your whole energy field that's been filled with light and with unconditional love. To your body and to yourselves. Drawing your energy in from the cosmos where you've been connected to and bringing it back into you. Feeling yourself completely connected to Mother Earth. Allow yourself to feel solid and whole and rooted and grounded. And when you are when you are ready, bring your awareness back to the room, back to your physical body. You may wish to give your fingers and toes a little wiggle. And when you are ready, open your eyes.